us all week. His name is Pierre Rehoff. He's a French-Israeli reporter, a documentary filmmaker in Ashdod, Hamas, and Al-Qaeda. They suffer from a severe sickness. Pierre, welcome to the program. So excited to talk to you. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for, for having me on your show. Oh, thank you for being here. Now, where are you in relation to the West Bank right now? Well, in relation to the West Bank, I'm about 100 kilometers away. But in relation to Gaza, I'm uh, 10, 10 miles north. Are you okay? Are you safe? Well, sure. sure, sure, of course I'm safe. I'm in Israel. Israel, uh, Israel had, unfortunately, a very, very a big tragedy about a month ago, as you know, so on October 7th. 7th. Mm-hmm. It was caught, we were caught by surprise, but uh, it was a result of many, many uh, different circumstances. But now Israel is back together and everybody is together. And even though we are receiving regularly uh, alerts and about three, four times a day in my city, uh, we have to rush to the shelter because of the rockets fired by Hamas and other terror organizations from Gaza are targeting civilians and nothing else within Israel. Except for that, life is pretty normal. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, thank, thank God I have a, 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 a baby, a one-year-old baby, and uh, we have Aww. to play some games, some games such time there is an alert, because, you know, the sirens, the explosions in the background, the dogs barking, uh, it's kind of scary. So each time... This happens, we have to dance and play a game and pretend that it's uh, just a game. And we have to see this amazing thing, which is the little girl, one-year-old, uh, smiling and laughing while the rockets are flying over us, over our heads, and trying to kill us. Oh, Pierre, you know what? I, I can't even imagine that being normalized. I can't. I, you, you, but you have so much faith. You know what it is about, about you that, that I understand so completely? It's that your IDF is so amazing that if I lived there, I would probably feel the same way as you because they're not stopping. No matter what happens, it doesn't matter if Hezbollah comes in from the north. No matter what happens, the IDF, the men and the women are going to fight to their last breath. Uh, definitely, and you know, I moved. I moved uh, first. I moved from Paris to New York, and I lived a few years in New York. And then I decided to go to Israel and live in Israel for the rest of my life. I'm not a young man, and I uh, just moved to Israel in 2011. And I witnessed uh, already three wars against Hamas. But each time, the rest of the world was so appealed to see the bombings and the poor Palestinians in Gaza, and blah blah blah. And I'm sorry to say blah 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 because I feel sorry for the loss of innocent people, whether we are on the other side or on our side. But the problem is that on the other side, they keep them as uh, human shields. They use them. The whole mm-hmm. purpose of this war is for Hamas to make sure that the IDF is going to kill their civilians so they will have images that will go into every single left-wing newspaper, magazine, television in the entire world. You name it, BBC, CNN, ABC, CBS, and then the MSNBC, all of them. We are more than happy to distribute those images. And as long as those images are flying around the world, the world will not understand what is the real situation here. We don't get it. Yeah. And that's the reason why I moved to Israel after already had spent 15 years covering the conflict from the field. I, I was, you know, in Gaza, in Iraq, with the, embedded in the American army, the 4th Cavalry, actually, to be more precise. I had an amazing time with your boys. And, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, now it's been 
12 years I've been in Israel, and uh, I, I continue my, 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 my job as a reporter. And this time I'm full-time on the field, not going back to the luxury life in uh, Paris or New York. Yeah. I'm here with them and with all them. Well, we hear the Lion of Judah roaring right now. So like-minded Americans, we pray for you without ceasing. We understand you're the apple of God's eye, and we know that Israel will win because God won't let it fall. He just won't, and we know this. That's very nice, and I really hope you're right. But, you, you, you know, the history of the Jewish people is not a short history. No. We survived so many things. I mean, the Roman Empire was the most powerful empire for 500 years in the, in the whole humanity, in the whole pla- on the whole planet, and look at them. I mean, they, the Roman Empire disappeared, the Byzantine Empire disappeared, the Ottoman Empire disappeared, and guess what? The Jews are back in their country. They mm-hmm. are back in Israel, and they are thriving, and we are thriving. Uh, you know what? That's a spirit of resilience and survival. We survived absolutely everything, and as it's written in the Torah, uh, the Jewish Bible, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that should be a mantra for most people who live in Israel right now. Um, tell me about your time talking to actual terrorists. They're, they've got to be a special kind of Looney Tune. <laughs> well, especially since in many cases I talk to guys who are not only terrorists, but also suicide bombers, suicide mm-hmm. killers, who didn't uh, succeed in, in their mission, except for one who actually succeeded. He blew himself up. I uh, got uh, severely wounded and told me, well, the Israelis took care of him. They took, they took him to an uh, Israeli hospital. And thank God, thanks, thanks Allah, his life was saved. The guys are completely cuckoo. The, the thing with the, the suicide bombers and most of the terrorists is that their psychology is a result of years and years of total brainwashing in a totally uh, oppressive society. They don't have access to anything that makes a human being happy on earth. You know, having going out with a girlfriend, going to cinema, going out with a boyfriend, uh, going to a nice restaurant, treating people normally. It's all about going to the mosque, praying five times a day with their, with their, their you know, their forehead on the, on the floor. It's all about their religion, their religion, their religion. And in the meantime, they are fed with hatred at every level of their society. Of course, and obviously, I'm not talking of everybody over there. We are just talking about the terrorists that mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to, 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 to talk to and to explore and try to understand the, the psychology. But when I talk to a Palestinian terrorist who actually wanted to kill himself, who actually wanted and tried to uh, blow himself up and was caught by the Israeli police before he was able to do it, thank God. And I tell him, but what is the story about those 72 virgins? Is it, is it a myth? And the guy is in jail and he's surrounded by five other terrorists. And I'm surrounded by all those terrorists. And he calls one of his sons and said, can you bring me the Quran? And he bring, the guy brings the Quran. He opens the Quran in front of me and said, look, this is a surat. Al-Ahman, and in the Surah it is said that every martyr will end up in heaven and will be surrounded by virgin that no man and no jinn has ever touched. It's a word from God. This is what we are titled to. So they believe in it. They believe in it so much that the mother of a terrorist from Gaza who actually was killed by the IDF on his way trying to cross the, to crossing the border. I, I, I paid her a visit in Gaza, that was about 10 years ago, and it was striking because 
I told her, are you sad that your son is dead? She told me, well, you know, he used to go to Egypt, uh, the university, and to write me letters and to and to give me a phone call. So it's not like he's, uh, you know, I was used to missing. I said, but right now he's dead. I said, no, he's not dead. What do you mean he's not dead? Well, he's in heaven with a virgin. He's happy. I'm happy for him. And maybe he will give me some news. Well, they're so only, what, what they're only virgins for a few minutes. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't get that whole thing. I said, you're only a virgin for a few minutes if you're with somebody who's making you not a virgin anymore. I don't get that. I don't understand how having sex with somebody is your reward for dying. No, 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 no. The next morning, they are virgins again. It's not a question of, oh, uh, of, uh, of physically virgins. They are always virgins. The, it's a fantasy. The, 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 those guys only dream about virgins because no man has touched them before and it's uh, really connected to a very complicated psychological problem that they mostly have in the Palestinian uh, Muslim society this idea that we the, the, actually the the idea of being pure or impure or the honor of the family depends totally on the attitude of the of the women this is the basics of, of the, this is their ethos their pride is connected to how the women or in the family behave if they are no longer a virgin, when the family decide who they are going to marry, if the guy discovers that the wife, the girl he just married, is not a virgin, if the brother finds that his sister had an affair, or even talk to a guy without the, family, the consent of the family, they might very well kill them, slaughter them, simply. Can you imagine? Simply. No, no, I mean, I'm not imagining because I, I know it. I've, talking to, I've been talking to people uh, who were involved with that. I, I know that as a fact. It's, it's not women. like something I'm making up. It's, it's <laughs> just repulsing to me. It's repulsive to me. But, I mean, people are who they are. They are how they're raised. Um, they are brainwashed to the point. I mean, we've had cults and, and different things happen here in America as well. So it's it's not that unique of a thing to have people be brainwashed and truly believe that what they're doing is the right, right thing. And that would include, you know, Stalin. That would include Hitler. That would include the way that many of their troops and people were treated and brainwashed to do horrendous things upon other people as well but for you as an as as an israeli to sit with a group of suicide bombers and terrorists you're you're a special kind of brave well when it was in when i was doing that in jail i would say it was okay because you know nothing was going to happen to them and actually the guys liked me, believe it or not. I was French. I was from the outside world. So they wanted to know about my life and then opened to me and they talked to me like a friend. And then I could actually get much deeper into their psychology because they confessed what happened to them during their childhood. And it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the times when I was in Gaza, uh, I have to say it was a little bit scary, but uh, again, before being Israeli, I was French, and I'm still French, and I carry a French passport, and this is my shield. They mm-hmm. would not harm a French guy. Actually, they just did lately, on October the 7th, when they committed this massacre, mm-hmm. but uh, they didn't have the passport to anybody before uh, slaughtering them or, or kidnapping yeah, them. They so, yeah, they just killed they, at liberty. Anybody who was there was dead. That's all there was to it. Um, Philippines, uh, Thai, Germans, Americans, French... Yeah. They also Anybody. killed all of the cows. They killed all of the cows of the kibbutz. All of them with a machine gun. Fifty cows. Jeez. They destroyed. 
they, 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 they slaughtered all of the dogs they could find, slaughtered them like sheep, you know? Uh, the, 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 you know, the, they, this is what they do. This is what they have been doing. And I, I'm not, I, I'm not gonna make, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna be repulsive to your, uh, to the people who are listening to your show by telling you details of what mm-hmm. happened on October 7th. Oh, we already know. know. We already know, yeah. This is, there, there, there might be a few things that you don't even know, and your worst imagination and your worst nightmare and the worst horror film ever made has nothing to do with what actually happened over there. Uh. We are not talking about uh, terrorists or definitely not freedom fighters. We are talking about, we are talking about psychopaths. Imagine 4,000 Ted Bundy going into the kibbutz around Gaza. This is what happened. It's just insane to me. So you have a documentary called Suicide Killers that came out right. and was released, I guess, was it 2005? Uh, 2007, I would say. But, you know, I made the 22 documentaries, and uh, I would recommend some of the people to really understand what is going on. I mean, of course, this one is interesting because it describes uh, very closely the psychology of the terrorists, and you can see them firsthand. It's kind of interesting because of that. But lately I made a film that I really recommend to everybody to watch. It's called Terror, Racket, and Corruption. Terror, Racket, and Corruption, because those are Palestinians on the streets talking about the corruption of their leaders, and you can also see the beautiful mansions of the Palestinian Authority and all the corrupted people around it. You can see the amazing mansions and private clubs and tennis courts of all the leaders of the Hamas in Gaza, the so-called uh, open-sky prison, you know. And mm-hmm. you can see also the beautiful beaches and the five-star hotels on the beach of Gaza, all the things that uh, the common journalists don't want you to see because they, what? Mm-hmm. Gaza is not an open-air jail. What? People have a life in Gaza? And there are millionaires living in Gaza? How is it possible? Yeah. Racket and corruption. I, I really you know, invite everybody to watch it. And where do they, get, where do they go to see it? Oh, well, anywhere. Just, just Google it. It's on YouTube. It's on Vimeo. Uh, I made a film three, three years ago, so it's, I made it available for the entire planet. Very nice. Uh, after its first exploitation on, uh, on a few TV channels. So I have one minute left with you, Pierre, and I want you to tell people, what do you think of the kids on campus here in America who are, who are protesting and screaming and yelling about how free Palestine and this? How do you feel about that? You know, the Lenin, Lenin, what did you say, Lenin? Lenin. Lenin had a very beautiful sentence to describe them. Useful idiots. Useful idiots. Mm-hmm. This is what they are. They are just believing whatever they can hear from the local leader. And we know from a fact, for, for a fact, uh, my friend Steve Emerson, for instance, has been documenting that for 30, 40 years, that the, those are sleeping cells. Uh, in every single uh, campus in America, financed by George Soros or financed by Iran or financed by other uh, Islamic sources, you know, uh, how do you explain that on the 7th of October you had the worst massacre ever uh, since the Holocaust, uh, a pogrom with 1,400 people dying and 4,070 wounded, and the next day you had hundreds, I mean, hundreds of thousands of Palestinian flags are suddenly, you know, flying in, uh, flying in, on the campuses of every single American university. It's organized. It is organized. 
they, they got them. They got them with money. They got them with uh, people that they sent to America to bring water kids. And they are very good at that. Actually, this is the only good they are, the only thing they are good at. Mm-hmm. They never provided humanity with anything except for propaganda and hatred towards anything which is not Muslim. Pierre Rehav is a French-Israeli reporter. He lives 10 miles from uh, the West, from Gaza, actually. And he's been all over the world talking right now. We're lucky to have had him this morning. And I will continue to pray for Israel and for your family in particular. Now, Pierre, that I feel like I know you on a personal level with your baby. Please stay safe. And if you want to check back in here in a month or so, will you please get a hold of somebody, Dean or whoever you can, and and come back and let us know how things have progressed? It will be a pleasure and an honor, fun. Very, very happy to be on your show at any time. Thank you, Pierre. God bless you, and, and long live Israel. We're with you. Thank you so much. You're very Thanks welcome. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Thank you.